Welcome to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fit Fact King. When you meet someone, you speak to someone, your mindset sort of clicks with each other and then happens straight away. This is exactly what happened with me and this guest I am about to present you guys. This guy, he's been young and you know, full of energy, doing party, doing drugs. But early age, he decided that this is not the life he wants. So he changed his life. He moved to Sydney from Queensland and started fresh. Started to his fitness course, he started coaching people. But when he was coaching, he had no help while he was coaching because sometimes it's a lot of things in the fitness industry that you need to know. So from that experiences, he decided to train his clients to get better results. Also, train or give guidance to health coaches who actually need because he's been to that place, he knows how it feels and he feels for them, everyone. So please welcome Tyson Brown. Hello Tyson, welcome to the podcast. Mate, thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate uh, your time today you took. Um, so tell me about yourself a little bit. Um, so basically I've been in the health and fitness industry for about what is it, 2022. So eight years now. Um, I've been training and stuff since I was like in a grade 10, so 12 years, but I didn't really kind of know what I was doing. Um, and like, you know, it was more to pick up girls and stuff when I first started <laughs> yes. going to the gym type of thing. And so I was training for a few years and then, um, I kind of got myself in a bit of a bad place where I was just a little bit uh, too obsessive with my food and stuff like that. And I fell into more of like a eating disorder type of thing. So just really obsessive about like clean and healthy foods and kind of, it kind of consumed my life for a fair few years. Um, and during this time I was actually becoming a PT. So it was kind of hard because I was training clients and, you know, like showing up to them being this one person, but struggling with my own stuff at home. So um and then I started learning a bit about nutrition and just kind of grasping the understanding about what nutrition actually is and what it entails. And as I was educating myself, I was actually kind of bringing myself out of that disordered eating to actually apply what I was learning. Um, and that's when I fell more in love with the nutrition side of things. So I was like, you know what, like for me, understanding nutrition, how it's helped me, I want to start helping other people. And so for the last four years, nutrition has been my main focus. Like I've still, I'm still a trainer, but nutrition has really taken the uh, the focus for the most part. And I've done my sports nutrition diploma. I'm looking to do my masters. So that's kind of the transition I've been on at the moment, more towards that nutrition side of things, and just doing the online coaching too, which has been a part of that to really just um, broaden my reach with the people I can help, especially you know educating people and trying to keep things as simple as possible. Exactly, and I think um, as you mentioned. At the beginning, when everyone starts, they don't think about the training as now we're thinking at this stage, because when we start, we just want, you know, everyone wants to be really big. And then you yeah. just, you know, get to that point. Okay. To get big, you got to do this. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> see things, you things on the TV, like, um, I don't know about you, but when I was young, like I was looking these people eating these and then on the TV, they were eating these on the, in the magazines, they're telling this, you know, so you kind of focus on these things instead of just. In your young age, you don't just enjoy things, you know, it's 
you get into the thing like, oh, I want to get big, but <laughs> not just getting big makes everything better. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Right. And like you get so focused on it, you're like, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. This is the answer. Yeah. I yeah. remember I've, my friend, um, he's in Sicily, in India and he's, he was, he was, um, after 40 years old and he started to get into this, uh, you know, the bodybuilding and then he was so focused. Like if you offer him anything sweet or candy or anything, he wouldn't take it. It was sort of like, no, nah, I can't, I can't. So like, you can't be that strict. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, it takes away from your life, you know, that much. Yeah. Like if you get that obsessed with it, it's like, man, you're losing so much other parts of your life. And I think like people need to realize that you have to, it has to add to your life, not take away from it, you know? And what, when, when did you, when did you start like to getting, um, fully into the, um, like nutrition or the training part? Um, for me, like, I don't know. Cause it's probably about three years ago now that I really started pushing a little bit harder type of thing. Um, but even with that, like me getting into it, I still didn't give up like socializing or, um, I never went really strict because I was like, you know what? I still want this to be a part of my life, not consume my life. So even though I pushed myself harder, I never got like into that bodybuilding focus zone type. Yeah. Of thing. Yeah. 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 That's uh, I think that's what peop- some people do and that's what affect them um, mentally as well. You know, if, yeah. if they, or they can't go out. So if they go out, they don't eat anything. Yeah, especially on social media now because everyone sees that they're like oh i want to do that it's like you don't want to do that man like you don't <laughs> want to do that. and you don't know what goes behind the scenes yeah like you don't know how unfortunately like a lot of people do have issues with their food relationship and their body dysmorphia and stuff like that but they don't show that you know they only show the good stuff on oh, they yeah, show the highlights yeah. yeah they don't show you what they had last night they had pizza or anything but yeah. they'll show you oh no no i'm just having salad <laughs> Chicken and broccoli and salad. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so when did you think the health became important in your life? Um, well, so like when I was in Townsville, I was pretty bad into like drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. So when I turned 18, I was kind of like, if I don't leave here, I'm going to die here. You know, oh, okay. I'm gonna, it's just like, there's nothing really to do there. And so it's like, you know, every weekend people doing drinking and drugs. And then during the week, you know, you'll go out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And like, I just wasn't really going anywhere with my life. And I'm like, I need to be able to change this. And so when I moved to Sydney, when I was 18, that was basically the time where I was like, I need to start taking more care of my health and fitness for the long term. Otherwise I'm not going to be around, you know? And like, for me, it's not about living as long as I can, but it's about living like, you know, a good quality life and health and fitness plays such a part of that. Yeah. Um, with the drugs, is it just because you're partying with the friends? That's yeah, and like bored, nothing to do, you know, like, oh, yeah. like because you have free time and you're bored and you want to kind of, um, get out of boredom, you take drugs to do something else, you know, like it, it puts you in another sense because same thing, people want to drink to escape reality. They want to forget about their current life situation. So they'll drink to kind of get away from it. The same thing. Like you do drugs because you want to get out of your current reality. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, lucky I never took any. <laughs> Mate, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> no, I don't even drink. So, you know, I'm, I think um, yeah. it's just a choice I made when I was young. Mate, for me now too, like I quit drinking at 18. Um, and then it's kind of come back into my life since I turned 24, just like a bit of socializing. But like for me, it's like once a quarter, if that, you know, like because like, it's a waste for me. I don't like the taste. 
I hate waking up hungover. I don't want to stay up late. Like for me, I'm like, what a waste, you know? Yeah, I know. It's just have a water. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but you can still have fun, you know? You have to drink yes, to have fun. Yes, you can. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. So with this, um, what made you think that you need to get out of this drugs life and then, you know, look after yourself? Did someone say something or you heard something or is something happened to yourself? in your body or, you know, something, how, what made you change? Honestly, it was looking at the people who I was hanging out with. And then also because I used to be a tradie, so I was a truck mechanic and it was looking, looking at the people who were like, um, the, like who were older than me and what they were doing. And like, they just weren't happy with their life. They were miserable. Um, the people I was surrounding themselves with, like, I just thought like for some reason when I was turning 18, like, you know, I'm an adult now, I just started thinking about the future and I'm like, this is not what I want my life to be, you know? So it was kind of a weird, like just a, a moment where I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Yeah. So did anyone yeah. stop you before uh, your parents or anyone tried to stop you? Stop mm. me from doing drugs and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't really know about it for the most oh, okay, part, yeah. right? Um, like I was a bit sneaky on that side of things. <laughs> like they knew, they knew I'd go out on the weekends and drink it, like, you know, because there's nothing else to do, but they didn't know kind of how bad it was. Um, and like I always kind of, so for me, my parents said, as long as they know where I am, they weren't really stressed about it. So I'd always tell them where I am, but they never really kind of knew what I was doing type what of thing. Doing, yeah. um, so I guess they couldn't really try and stop me. Um but like same as my friends, like they don't really try and stop me because they're all doing the same thing. They're all so doing it's like, the same thing, yes. Yeah. yeah. And because yeah. when you're in that circle, you're just like, all right, well, we all do it together. So what does it matter? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So with um, when, you, when you started, uh, when you changed your life into the training part, um, how long did it take for you to actually, like, you know, did it hit you badly when you left um, your drugs or did you take, you know, slowly and change the routine or the pattern? I think because I removed myself from the environment itself, because I left Townsville and went to Sydney, I didn't know anyone here. Yeah. The rent's expensive here, so I couldn't <laughs> afford to go and do other stuff. It was now really like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I first got here and they told me the cost and I was like for a room for one week and I was like, no way, you know? Yeah. Um, and so removing myself from the environment, it was kind of, it was very easy for me to actually not fall back into that. Right. And be because I was like, now I want to focus on getting healthy. I was going to the gym, especially because I didn't know anyone my age here. Everyone's 18 going out drinking. They're at uni. I couldn't act like it was actually very hard for me to make friends for the first few years because mm. of that. But in a way, it was also kind of good because it kept me out of all that stuff where I exactly. didn't have the temptation to go back into it. Yep. And plus, yep. Uh, by the time you train your mind not to do this stuff, which is hard, which is bad for your body, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I also think um, that's why I think a lot of people struggle to get out of that is because they don't change their environment. You know, if you are like, all right, I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop doing that. If you hang out with the same people or if you're in the same area, it's going to suck you back in. So you need yes. to remove yourself from that. Yeah. You know? So like, I don't have a lot of friends in Townsville and stuff anymore because I just know like if I go back or if I keep in contact with them, there's always that risk where it could go backwards, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So have you visited Townsville after that? Yeah, so because my all my family's still up there, oh, so okay, I yep, only yep. go to Townsville to see my family, and I and have then, like three people who I'll usually see who are clean themselves up a little bit. Um, but yeah, all my other friends are just kind of not really friends anymore. So okay. yeah, good, good. Um, 
with this um so now you're doing training online training and you like yeah. i've seen i've seen your results you know the people when they post their results um when did you decide to become a trainer um i think it was about a year after being in sydney so i had done my pt certificate um when I turned 18, so I was like, okay. oh, you know, I just want to learn. I, I did it because I want to learn for myself just about like technique and all that stuff. Turns out PT certificate is the fucking way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know anything when I finished it. So I was like, all right, well, that was unhelpful. Um, and then I got to Sydney. I was just working in a sales job and I was like, mm, I don't really enjoy this. I want to do something else. And I was training at a gym, uh, Fitness First in Newtown, just down the road. Um, and I was just like helping people in the gym. I was just giving like advice to some people and stuff like that. Cause I used to do powerlifting. So I was oh, like okay. looking pretty heavy and stuff like yes. that. Um, and then one day the, like I asked the, the manager there, I was like, Oh, you know, are you guys looking for a PT? He goes, Oh yeah, we are. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, you can start on Monday if you want. I was like, All right, whatever. And that <laughs> yeah. was basically how I got it. I just kind of fell into the role. That's it. Um, yeah. And then, so when I started, I realized again after, because of my PT certificate, I didn't really know a lot. And so I started doing a lot of research and understanding just, you know, not, not about so much about technique and stuff, but talking to people, understanding people, how to make sure they get results. So that's what really got my interest in that side of things. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. when you, when you started, I just said like, you just, it's like it came in on, in a plate for you, you know, like, okay, you, it, I think there was just a personal trainer ready to start and there was just a job waiting for you today to start. And then, um, so how was your experience as a personal trainer at the beginning when you had like oh. not very little knowledge. Oh, scary, man. <laughs> like you don't know what you're doing and people and are like, oh, yeah, I'm trusting you. They're like, I'm trusting you. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, like oh, don't no, trust I'm me. Tell me like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so like, again, like it was a lot of guessing at start and kind of just, I just looked up to other people who were like bigger in the industry. Um, and like, we kind of talked about Sydney before. The thing is like, no, no one wanted to help me in the gym. None yeah, of the other trainers wanted to give Sydney. me support. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And so that was one thing where I'm like, I had to figure it all out myself, but that's also why I like to help trainers now because I'm like, no one wanted to help me when I first started. And like, I just want to be able to support. Cause like, you know, there's opportunity for everyone out here everyone, to, be able yes. to be a trainer. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want to help them level up and help them understand so they can be able to coach people too. Exactly. And I think yeah. uh, it's it's the best thing you can do because you know um, you've learned hard way, and then if someone's out there struggling and then don't know where to get help from, at least you know they can see your videos, you know, listen to you, talk to you, um, and you know get some get some help. Yeah, and like I always want to give it away for like I'll tell anyone what they need to know because then the day it gets them help and it gets them results. Yes, hundred um, percent. With this. Um, as you said about the, um, say, suppose you've done it yourself. So you didn't have anyone, you know, back of your head or back of your mind. If someone's on your, um, in your client, um, clients list or someone's starting and they lose some motivation, what, what's the best way to you motivate them? Um, I always come back to looking for what their reason they want to achieve the goal for is right. So it's like, Coming back to your why, because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't feel motivated anymore. And I always say, you've started the goal for, you've started the journey for a reason, but some people, they forget about the reason why, or they don't know the real reason. So I always say like, you know, 
Why do you want to lose weight? Oh, because I want to look good. Why do you want to look good? Because I want to build up my confidence. Why do you want to build up your confidence? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm no longer sexually attracted to my partner or I want to be there for my kids or whatever it's going to be. And you really have to focus on that underlying reason. And then I say every day, write that down, write down why it's important to you, because if it's important and you know, like what the reason is, you're going to be motivated, but you might not always feel like doing it, but you'll do it regardless because you know what the goal is. Yes. And I think that's, so that's bring the, them back to that, yeah. um, I think that should be the, I think it should be, everyone should ask their clients, you know, what are the main goals they want to achieve? Because I think if they want to achieve, you know, like some people have come to me as well, you know, just saying, um, I want to get fit, you know? Okay. But when you ask them why, it's the same thing you said, like, you know, they have, you know, any motive or any personal motive to get fit, but after a few weeks, it just, you know, drop off. And then you're trying to ask them, okay, I can't find time, you know? Did that happen to you as well? <laughs> oh, all the time. There's still clients that are like it just that. just run away, isn't the time. it? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, uh, like it is also going to be mentally challenging for people to go outside of their, com- their comfort zone, you know? It's like you may not always feel like it and like that's fine, but if you are committed to saying what you want to do, you need to make sure that you're going to work towards that whether you feel like it or not. And again, it's like if you know that reason why and it's important yeah. to you, you'll do it whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. When they start, do you ask them like, or do you expect them to um, do everything you have said or you kind of know that it's not going to be 100%? Yeah, so I always start off really easy, you know, like very, very basic stuff because it's like first I find out where the person's level is, you know, how yeah. how experienced are you? And it's like let's just start with getting some small wins because you've got to build up confidence in people, exactly. you know. And people are always like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just going to start with, hundred percent. It's like, well, how about we just start <laughs> down happen. here? Yeah. And if we move you up, you'll build confidence and feel better. And then you'll become more committed to moving towards that goal. So I always say start set small goals and build up from there because when you build up the momentum, you feel better and you're more likely to achieve it. Yes. hundred percent. And then some people, they just come um, like they haven't trained in the life and they just want to come and start lifting heavy. They think like, you know, oh, I'm just going to start lifting heavy and then, you know, make my body in like six months. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. 20, yeah. 28 years of not training. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm not ripped to shit in a six months. And it's like, well, what's your life been like, you know? Yeah. With, did they ask you for any supplements, guidance or anything? Yeah. So people always want to know about supplements, right? And I'm always like, look, you have to earn the right to have supplements. You have to do what is important first before you try and look for, because people think it's like a magic pill and it's like a supplement is called a supplement to supplement your diet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like at the moment, Australians, uh, 87% of Australians don't even get five servings of uh, veggies a day, you know? So it's like, you are the supplements, but you can't even eat enough veggies. Like, yeah. fucking hell, let's just look That's at the this one thing. first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? And so when people want to know, I'm like, hey, we can look at it, but you've got to focus on the important stuff first. Yeah, because I think most of the trainers, they, um, I think they are more focused on, you know, BCAs, creatine, you know, they just, yeah. as soon as someone start, okay, you got to buy this, you got to buy L-carnitine, you got to buy this, you know, <laughs> it will make you look good. But do you think anything matters to start with? Uh, in regards to supplements? Yeah. Like protein powder, maybe, if people aren't yeah, getting yeah. enough protein. Yeah. Um, but like, apart from that, it's like, you know, what are the other supplements going to do if you have a shitty diet? Nothing, you know, Nothing you yet. can supplement everything you want. Like if people want to experiment with that, you know, take all the supplements you want and then ask yourself why you aren't seeing results. And it comes back to your diet, not your supplements. Yes. 
I think the what what, what do we say that the the bodies are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. hundred percent. That's ex- <laughs> and that's I think a lot of people like when I was a personal trainer first, people come to a personal trainer and they want to get like uh you know like they want to look good and it's like well you're only training in the gym. What are you doing with your food? You know, yeah. I'm only seeing you for one hour of the week and then you've got all this other time. So you got to focus on what you're doing with your food and how you're eating and stuff like that. Yeah. So with the, uh, with the foods, what do you think if someone's trying to lose weight, what are the main foods they can avoid or um, <clears throat> drinks they can avoid? With drinks, anything that contains uh, any, basically any calorie uh, heavy drink, right? So people should cut out their full sugar, um, drinks like Coke and stuff like that. Reduce your power rate intake. If you're drinking full sugar power rate, uh, juices, fruit juices add up to um, full cream milks and full fat things. So reducing that and choosing like sugar-free options. Um, like I like sugar-free cordial, uh, like, you know, cottage cordial and stuff yep, like yep. that, or um, Pepsi Max because Pepsi Max is better than Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, so things like that. So a lot of people can make simple swaps. Like I had a client, he was 120 kilos and he used to drink two liters of Coke a day, right? Ooh. Like full sugar Coke. We took away the Coke. He lost six kilos in two weeks just from losing, just from just cutting that out water, yeah. yeah. And so people need to realize like simple things like that, like because liquid calories add up really quickly, right? So being aware of that. And then with foods, like I never say eliminate anything because you never want to kind of restrict yourself fully. But, you know, people know to give up like, don't choose the the highest calorie stuff. Don't choose Maccas. Don't choose pizza. Don't get like a bagel with cream cheese on the way to work. Like make whole food decisions. And the more you focus on your fruits, your veggies, your protein intake, you're going to be able to feel fuller, reduce your calorie intake, and probably most likely lose weight. Yep. I think that's the very good advice because um, there are people who say, okay, if it's a Coke Zero, it doesn't mean you can have – 10 of those day in a day. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> you still can't have 10 liters of Coke Zero. Though, yeah. But I mind you, like, uh, you know, kid you not, I, when I was young, I was having three to four liters a day, but I was never fat. Yeah. Three to four liters, hey? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's hectic. <laughs> because I never used to drink. So whenever I'm, yep. I'm outside having party with the friends, so they used to drink um, alcohol and I'm just, you know, sipping on a Coke or a Pepsi, yeah. whatever I can find. So, and then by the time I realized it's already three, four liters in my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you must be going to the bathroom a lot. Oh, it's just, it was just, uh, I didn't realize until it was too late. And I'd say like, okay, yeah. I need to stop this because, you know, at least yeah. it's my damaging my body. Yeah. What was your biggest challenge in, in the whole um, training schedule? Like the, when, while you training or you, you training someone else or, you know, did you face any biggest challenge that you think? Um, challenges in regards to like getting people progress or myself progress. What do you, oh, yeah, what do you anything, mean? any, any bigger challenge that you face that you thought like for one reason, for once you thought like, okay, I can't do this or how do I do this? Okay. I think my biggest challenge was actually understanding clients better and getting them results because clients wouldn't get results. Right. Okay. And I thought it was, uh, well, it was, it was stuff to do with me. Like I wasn't meeting clients on their level. You know, I was a single 19 year old living by myself, had time to train and eat and all that stuff. And I'm telling her mom with two kids, why can't you get your training? And why can't you keep your steps? In? <laughs> because I wasn't understanding where they're at and how I'm going to meet them. And so for me, it was a big wake up call to understand that, I have to accept where people are on their journey and then base their goals off, base the um, 
recommendations of their lifestyle, not what I think they should be doing. Yep. And yeah, um, so that was a really big struggle because I couldn't understand that. I was like, why? Why can't you meal prep? Why can't you do this? And I'm like, yeah, oh, if yeah, I can do that, why kids. can't you do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how many, how many, what's the worst excuse you've heard in your, in your, um, in your training? <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of them. I think a lot of it like comes down to like people just say, I don't have the motivation, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just not motivated. And I'm, and I always just think like, what else are you doing with your time? You know, because everyone does to a degree have 24 hours in a day, but everyone has it differently. Right. Exactly. But it's like, and if you're going to dedicate, even if it's half an hour to exercise and people say, I don't have the motivation. I'm like, what are you going to do in the meantime? You're going to sit down and watch Netflix. So you have a choice. You're going to make, a lazy choice or a committed choice. And at the end of the day, I just think that using the word, I don't have the motivation is not the right thing you should be focusing on, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I probably say is a big common excuse. What's your, uh, what's your day like? So let's say what time you, what time you get up and until you sleep, like how's your day planned out? Okay. So um, I wake up at about 4.45 every morning. I go to bed, I go to bed at eight, 8.30, 8.45, wake up 4.45. And so I'll always wake up and start with half an hour of reading or listening to a podcast or something. Nice. I like to start the day off with just education. Nice, yeah. So I'll do that. And um, if it's a day that I don't have my boxing, mm-hmm. I'll go and do just like boxing practice in my um, in my little living room here for like okay, 15 yep. minutes. Yep. So I'm listening to something and I'm just doing a little bit of exercise um, to start the day. And then I'll just get straight, straight into work. So usually from about 6.30 till about... 10, 30, 11, I'll be doing online client work. Okay. Yeah. And that also includes like, you know, posting up on Instagram, doing all those things. So working through that, um, then by about 10, 30, 11, I'll go get a coffee, go to the gym, train, come back, uh, jumping back into work from about one 30. And then that'll go through until about six o'clock. So I'm always trying to find stuff to do. Cause I, I do like to be busy and working. Um, so a lot of my day does come up with work. And then after six ish, six 30, It'll be wind down time, organized food. Um, my partner always cooks me food, so I'm very lucky that she <laughs> does that stuff for me. Um, and then watch a little bit of TV and chill out in the afternoon. Uh, chill out in the evening, sorry. And then re- um, usually about six o'clock, sometimes I'll read for another half an hour. So okay, I like to yeah. try and read or listen one to something like half day. an hour in the morning. Uh, yeah, totally yep, one yep, hour yep. a day. Um, and then just, yeah, chill for the evening, lay down in bed, go to bed. Like it's quite Monday to fr- uh, Monday to Saturday is quite regimented doing the same old thing. Just same like to be in a routine. Yes. Yeah. And the like train work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And it so, keeps me behaved too. When I you get up early morning, <laughs> yeah. does your partner get up as well? No way. No way. <laughs> she, she's not up until like yeah, 8.15, uh, between 8 and 8.30 depending. So when you go you to know. the lounge, does she get disturbed or anything? No, no, no. She, you can't hear anything when she shuts the door. Oh, Plus, okay. she's a bit of a heavy sleeper. Like I've made noises in the bedroom, the bedroom before, <laughs> trying to get stuff out, and she might open her eyes, but she's asleep. She's done. Yeah, okay. Because I'm a light yeah. sleeper. If someone's a little making noise, I would, I would probably get up and ask, like, "What are you doing?" Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like last night, she got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, what are you doing? Where is the bathroom? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm an early worker as well because, uh, like, I think I've only um, interviewed one person who was just a late worker. I think she was really young, and probably yeah. understandable. When when you're young, you know, you don't you don't see these things. But since <laughs> I've, I've interviewed many people, I've just you know, everyone's just before five, which is what amazing. Do you do? What time do you wake up? Uh, my one is four thirty. When I was working, I was I used to getting up at three uh, thirty because now I'm Oof. working from home. Yeah, and. I'm, I'm okay. I can go, you know, 
one hour late. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll yeah. start work at seven, but I start work at seven. So after, before seven, I need to two, two, two and a half hours to myself to train, to, as you said, read. I do try to read half an hour before, or if I, if I, yeah. if I can't, I'll just make a time in between when I'm working. Yeah. And so you uh, wake up, listen to something, train. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I go to gym. So I wake up, I'll start you know, my day with gratitude and have a coffee or um, just a warm water and go to gym for at least one hour and then come back, you know, get ready and then start work. So that's so sort yeah. of, um, I'll try to do before work. And sometimes, you know, it happens, um, not hundred percent all the time. So I know sometimes I do get up late when I just go half an hour left. Okay. I need to do something before I sit on my computer. <laughs> Like one thing for yourself, no matter what. Hey? Yes, no matter what, I gotta yeah. do something. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, it sets you up for the day. It makes you feel good. It when does. Yes, but you can't just. Yeah, yeah. I can't just get up and then sit down in front of the computer. You know, it's just. Yeah, man. That's that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, and I try well, again, to touch my wake, phone yeah. as well before at least one hour before that. I do yeah. put YouTube on, and that's it. Put a YouTube on, and just put it in my pocket. Yeah, I'm the same <laughs> as you. Just put it on. And just like, there, I'm done. Like, I don't, yeah. Because like some um, mornings I like to listen to a little bit of like, you know, sometimes a mo- bit of motivation, wake up type of thing to kind of get you in the right headspace. Yeah. So you've been into this, uh, you know, last two years been in pandemic, you know, and then yeah. I think Sydney was never a big lockdown when Melbourne was. Um, yeah. Sydney's only had three months lockdown, which was last year. And then Melbourne was really bad lockdown, like nine, 10 months. Um, yeah. Have you seen any bad effects or um, good effects of the pandemic? Um, I think a lot of people are suffering with their social and mental health, right? Because people are used to now staying at home and not going out to do stuff, you know? And I realized last year how important socializing in person actually is, you know? Um, and I think now because people are used to staying home because of the pandemic, they choose not to go out and socialize as much. And they might stay on, you know, Instagram and Facebook, but they're not getting that social interaction. And I think people's mental health are actually suffering for it. Hey, Yeah. It is because I found many people I know, um, they, they used to go out a lot and now they're not, but I, I don't know if maybe my mindset was totally different and then it still is totally different. Like I'm, I didn't, it didn't change me at all. Like when the gyms were closed, I found, you know, there's people selling on eBay, the dumbbells, which was like 20 bucks. They start selling for 120 bucks, just trying to make money. <laughs> yeah. So what I did is, just, you know, went to Bunnings, grabbed some sandbags, you know, make some um, like milk bottles, you know, made some barbell, like just to make everything nice. at home. And you started training. And then that's how it started. Like I started training and then everyone was like, oh, you, you can train other people as well. So, that, you know, because you're doing it. And then I've seen people, they um, they went bad and they went good. Like some people got out of, got out of this thing getting fit, and some people getting yeah. out of like you know gaining about twenty kilos or something. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, yeah, I always I think about it as like people look at uh, when that happens. Like it's an opportunity, you know, it's an opportunity for you to do, like be creative and work towards something, or people utilize it to not really do anything and understandably a lot of people did struggle, you know, during that time, which has been locked down and things like that. But I always just think like you could have made good out of a bad situation. There's always an opportunity, you know? Yeah. So what do you think yeah. in the last 10 years, uh, this, this social media has changed in this fitness industry? 
are there people, um, you know, looking too much on social media and then trying not to do the right thing? I think a lot of people, I think social media has done good and bad. I think social media has, uh, it speeds up how fast things gets around. And especially when it's misinformation, oh, it gets yes. around very, very quickly. Yes. And, uh, and like, there's a lot of misinformation out there, you know? And so, but it's also allowed, uh, uh, a lot of education to get around quickly too. You know, like I like to kind of see myself as someone who's out there to call out the bullshit, um, you know, when I see it, but it's always kind of spreading. So there's that side of things, which is kind of good and bad. But I also think, um, unfortunately, because social media is all about looking the best, it's always everyone's highlight. A lot of people get the comparison, you know, I want to be that person or there's so many different options with things now that people always have the, the grass is greener on the other side. Whereas like, yeah. And you wouldn't have that if you didn't have social media, you know, you wouldn't be thinking, Oh, cause like for me, I'm probably like not to chew my own horn in most gyms. I'm probably one of the biggest guys in the gym, you know, oh, the way I am at the moment, yeah. but and I'm not that big, right? Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. huge. <clears throat> and it's like, but then when you see on social media, I'm like, I'm tiny compared to all these people. <laughs> but when you look around, like, you know, one in every hundred people in the gym, you're going to be the biggest. So it's like, you've just now expanded that, that you can see so many people and it makes you think differently, even though in real life, you're not going to see someone for however long that they're going to be the same as you, you know? I read that long time ago in one of the magazines I was reading. Um, the day the you start gym, you'll be the smallest guys. You'll be the smallest <laughs> yeah. guy in the world. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the thing. Hey. Uh, that, that, that matters because everyone you look at yourself in the mirror, you're probably bigger for uh, someone else, but you always be smaller for yourself. Yep. Uh-huh. And you're always, and that's like the body dysmorphia child thing. You know, you're always trying to get bigger or like, that's why I always say to people, don't be so body focused because you're never going to be happy if you're solely dependent on the way you look. Exactly. You got to be so much more than looks, you know, yes, so much more yes. than just looks. You got to be do certain things at certain age that makes it more worthwhile doing what you're doing now. Because if you yep. can't, if you can, you know, even when you're 50, when you're 60, if you can do a lot of stuff, what 20 years old can do, what else do you want? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I always think about. Like, that's why I don't like, I don't just lift weights, you know, I would like to be cardiovascular fit. I do my boxing. I do things like that because when you're more versatile, you're going to be healthier in the long run. You're not going to have joint issues. You're not going to be 50 and all like ruined. You're still going to be able to do stuff. Yes, 100%. And that's what some people don't understand is. And that's yep. how they get these injuries, you know. So they're trying to lift heavy without no warm-up and all that, and they get injuries, and then they they do this stuff. Like, have you ever really met anyone, like, who's got injured in the gym while oh, mate. training? Heaps of people who have been injured in the gym, you know? Like and your clients, I mean, in your clients. Oh, I've had clients that have been injured. I haven't injured clients in the gym. Touch wood, never injured them. That's cool. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, but I, because I'm always like, the hardest thing with online is trying to see someone's technique. So I'm like, you got to send me videos so I know you're doing it correctly. Because again, injury prevent, you're not in the gym to hurt yourself. You're in the gym yep, to get yep. fitter and stronger. So exactly. it's always about making sure- I was just about to ask that. Like, if they're doing like, you know, their technique is wrong or technique is bad, What's the best way you do it? Like you send your videos or you make, or you've had something uh, that you follow. <laughs> um, so I have all my videos already pre-recorded. Um, and, but I also like, if a client sends me something today, I just send them like a quick selfie video back showing them the exercise the best I can. 
right? So it's like, I'm gonna have, I don't mind not have the barbell or dumbbell, but I'm like, hey, I want you to change your hand position or I want you to straighten your back out. And here's how you're gonna do yeah, it. So yeah. I wanna try and show them as soon as possible. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. And yeah. um, with this, as we just spoke about this and you know, social media and all that, what do you think is the biggest myth for fitness? Oh, the biggest myth? Oh, there's heaps of them. <laughs> um, okay, I think that like, uh, so I'm just trying to think the way I would answer this. There's so many different ways to achieve the result you want to achieve. And there's no, the biggest myth is there's no one specific way. You know, people say intermittent fasting is the best way or keto is the best way. And I'm like, no, there's nothing the best way. It's what's going to be suited towards the person based on who they are and what they can achieve. But at the end of the day, like we know that losing weight comes down to eating less food overall, no matter how you choose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there are some trainers that say like you don't have to stop eating. You know, no calorie yeah. deficit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they come up with some crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. Or again, uh, you see all the trainers. I wish I on. can show them my younger part that I was drinking four liters of Coke, still wasn't fat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, you can't change. That's the, some people's yeah. mentality. Um, with this, I just ask you the myth. So what's your biggest strength? My biggest strength? Talking. Communication with my clients. I can, I will you know, be the key. Yeah. And I think also, like, that's why I think I was quite good as a PT because I'm not the smartest. You know, there are people who are way smarter out there than me when it comes to nutrition, training, everything. But I think I'm very good at communicating with my clients. I always have a smile on my face when they rock up. I'm always ready to chat. And that's what I think a lot of people value out of the coaching. I think it, you need that in your, this quality to be a personal trainer because if you can't communicate, you know, you need to get this thing across to your client. If you can't communicate, you can't, you, you won't be able yeah. to do it. You can be the smartest person in the world, but if you can't communicate to that client, they don't understand what you're saying. Then like, how are you going to get them results? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you expect them? To, oh, I think, um, do you expect when, when they start and do you expect like a small, um, to choose the uh, shortest goal or the longest goal, like um, say a six months goal, three months goal, or uh, the one year goal. Do you have any expectations so I, of that? I ask them what that what those three goals are actually. Yep, I say, yep. what's your one year goal? What's your six month goal? What's your three month goal? Right, and then I see: Are you aligning your one year goal with that six and three month goal? Because sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I want to gain ten kilos of muscle but then I want to lose body fat in six months. And then I'm like, whoa, okay. Bro, we're not gonna that yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's got to be alignment with what their goals are. All right. And so then I'll always say, Hey, what's the most important out of these that you're kind of looking for is the one year goal actually what you want to achieve. And then I just tell them straight away if it's realistic or not, because some people will choose one year goals that are just a bit unrealistic. So I'm like, all right, look, maybe we could change this a little bit. Cause at the end of the day, the client has to decide what they want to achieve. I, exactly. I'm not going to say, nah, you're going to lose 10 kilos. Like that's not on me. That's on them. Um, so when we get alignment with that, then we work backwards. All right. How do we break that to a six month goal? How do we break that? to a three-month goal how do we break that down to a weekly and then daily okay and that comes you know again if they want to lose 10 kilos all right they're going to lose five kilos in six months which means about two and a half kilos in three months which means creating a calorie deficit of about 500 grams or 500 calories less a week to get them to that goal so we kind of just backtrack it to because the, the smaller you can make that goal and the more chunky uh, the, the more chunky you can do it the easier it is for them to be able to see okay each week i'm progressing towards yes that. 
Yep. yep. And then uh, same thing, I think I've seen you. How do you track the results? So I use three different ways. We use Scaleway. Yep. We use body measurements and we use mm-hmm. progress photos. Okay? okay. So the two most important things I say is uh, the body measurements and the photos. And the photos, because yep. Because you can be the same scale weight and you can look totally different. Yes. You know? Or the scale might not move that much, but you've lost 20 centimeters around your waist. And so that's why I'm always saying to people, the scale is data, but it's not the important thing to uh, to determine whether you're progressing or not. Yeah. Because I had a friend, he was losing weight. He was 110 kilo. And then first year, I think he went to 98. And then after 98, the, the weight just stopped. He yeah. was going smaller, but the weight was uh, 98. So he was saying like, why can't my weight is going down? You know, why can't I just go less than 98? Because I said, well, look at you, look at your body, look at your shape. You're getting everything you want. Don't just, you know, focus on the, on the scale. It's just, that might be your, you know, the, your body weight, your, your muscle don't, you know, the muscles or the, your bones yeah. are maybe heavy. It's funny you say that because he's like, you know, he's so focused on that weight, but it's like, look at your body, look how different you look, but you're so stuck on that scale. And a lot of people yeah. have that mentality. It's like, said, stop, you got so many other things to yourself. focus on. <laughs> yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. So with um, any, any um, advice for the beginners um, when they start this journey, you can give it to. You got to have patience, hey. Like you just said, when they start their journey, right? Like a journey is not like, I always kind of like to think of, you know, have you seen Lord of the Rings? Uh, no. <laughs> I no. I haven't seen it, but you yeah. know, it's like, you know, it's three hours long. Oh, yes, There's yes. three or four movies. Yep. It's long, right? It's long. And it's, yeah. And it's like, you know, your journey, it, it's long. It's not going to be this, sh- like health and fitness isn't a six week shred or an eight week challenge. Health and fitness is for life. And so I always just say, hey, just be, just be patient and embrace the journey because it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to start becoming a part of your life and you need to not think about three month goals. Think about 12, 16, 20, you know, uh, sorry, just 20, uh, like 12, 24, 36 month goals, like two, three years in time because people overestimate what they're going to achieve in a short amount of time exactly. and underestimate what they're going to achieve in a long amount long of time. time. Yes. That's yeah. a very good advice. <clears throat> so let's, let's go to the main question. <clears throat> I think you already mentioned it before. Um, yeah. What was your why? So my why, like when I wanted to, I've had different whys along the way. Okay. So first I was like, oh yeah, I want to pick up girls. That's the only reason why I was yeah. right? <laughs> And then when I was uh, in my, eating, like when I was actually struggling with my eating disorder, it was because I wanted to be as healthy as possible. Right. And that was actually causing me more harm than good because I wanted this perfection lifestyle but perfection is not a good thing, you know? And then from there, I actually had a wise that I want to fix my relationship with food. So that was like a whole year I focused on fixing my relationship with food to get in a better place, you know? Now my why is actually that I want to be a boxer. So like I want to start fighting and that's actually why I've lost some weight at the moment. And um, like for me, I'm like, I want to be an all around athlete. I want to be able to you know, lift heavy weights. I want to be able to be aerobically fit. I just want to be an overall healthier person. So my why isn't so much focused on body composition or the way I look. It's about like, do I feel healthy? Do I feel good? Am I constantly doing something that's making me an overall athlete, athletic yep. person? Yep. You feel younger, you feel lighter. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it matters. And it's not like, it's not a weight goal. It's not any of that stuff. It's like, 
I know what that looks like to me. And that's why I'm always on the path because it's enjoyable and I know I'm working and it's kind of never, it's a never, all right, I've hit my, I've hit my goal. I'm an athlete, you know, it's always moving, always making progress. Exactly. I think I've never met any athlete who, who said like, I got to that point. I don't need to do anything. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm an athlete yeah. now. I'm done. I think there, like, is, no, there like is no mark. There is no, uh, you know, cross line there. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyone has ever said it. Yeah. And that's like, even when people get gold medals or anything, they never go, okay, I'm done now. Yeah, you that's know? it. They'll no. be like, I want to try and do better for myself. Yeah, a, yeah they get to retirement, but they're exactly. always moving forwards. Yeah. Same as the, same as the, like, you know, who's, who competes in the racing. They know you say like, okay, I've got the first prize, but how can I beat this? You know? So and they, yeah. then they start focusing on their, you know, time record or, you know, other things that they're trying to focus on. So that yeah. thing never stops. Yeah, it's it's continuous, you know, and that's why it's also a, the same thing goes back to a journey. The journey doesn't stop. The journey just changes, you know. Keep going, yeah. You go in this direction, then you change this direction, then you yep. go this direction. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> direction changes. Yeah. Um, but I think that wraps up everything, Tyson. Thank you very much for your um, time today. Oh, man, really thanks so much for having me on. I really you. appreciate it. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, and uh, I think the best uh, is to contact you on Instagram, isn't it? Oh, mate, don't contact me anywhere else except for Instagram. That's the that's best it. place to get me. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, I'll put your Instagram link on the show notes so people can contact you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sean. I appreciate you having me on again. Yep, and I'll, when I come to Sydney, I'll probably hit you up. Or when you come to Melbourne, just, you know. Mate, we'll grab a coffee that. 100%. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, mate. All right, dude, take it easy. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.